Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Crime After Crime. I'm John Lorden. And I am Danielle Hallen. Welcome back. Welcome back. Danielle, we are just weeks away from CrimeCon. And of course, Mm -hmm. that means our big Florida finale. Oh my gosh. I'm so torn between excitement and sadness. (laughs) I know. I know. know, And I'm like, come on, hype yourself up. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to do it right. We always do. Oh, absolutely. At CrimeCon. We've had some of the best meetups mm-hmm. and events, and we're just wrapping that yeah. together with, I mean, we did the live stream from CrimeCon yeah. once. It's going to be interesting, though, because like having people watch us while we're actually I was about doing to say, show, we've never we've never done it like eye to eye with an audience. So yeah, yeah. if any of you want me to lose, just stare me directly in the eye without blinking for too long <laughs> oh good so i just need to hand out a couple yeah. 20s to people okay you stare. absolutely stare. and just get them to just stare at me and i will shut down so <laughs> danielle we could bring a little black curtain that we could put around you <laughs> and they'll just know that you're back there <laughs> yeah where's danielle yeah she's just hiding oh speaking of which are you gonna bring the trophy um i can yeah i think you should i think we should okay. offer a, a photo op with with okay. you you and the trophy the trophy. The trophy. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Another option too. I can just turn and face the other direction. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll just have That'd to stare great. at the back of my head. It'll yeah. be it'll be fine. There we go. We'll get a little side mirror or something. Kind yeah. of see the side of your face. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And I know it's going to be great. Of course, looking into more Florida crimes, I'm already excited just about how the episode's going to come out. And of course, oh, absolutely. being there being in the motherland of florida man (laughs) florida woman florida person yeah Yeah. oh i can't wait it's gonna be great honestly danielle i had a story pop up on my newsfeed a few weeks ago and you were like this might be the one i i sent it to myself i'm like "Mm, florida oh my gosh i'm already collecting already collecting stories so you better get on it game yeah i was about to say i need to boogie because yeah it's coming it's coming. Oh, jeez. Of course, now we have to discuss what happened with the results for our last episode, Airplane Crimes. Mm-hmm. Now, Emily on Twitter, it's, well, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X, I guess. But it sounds really wrong to say Emily was on X when she told us Yes. This, but it's, she, yeah. she was. She was. I, I still. Mastermind I behind this decision. Let me tell you. I know, man. Like, <laughs> all I'm seeing in the media now is X formerly known as Twitter, 
so <laughs> everyone's still saying Twitter. It yeah. would have just been fine. But anyway. you know what? Maybe you can get people to jump on that bandwagon of just pretending that it's still Twitter to yeah. the point where no one calls it X and then there's no choice but to just go back. Yeah, just let it go. Anyway, Emily <laughs> was on X when she told us this. Uh, not sure who to vote for this month. Both stories are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out that she was right when you hear these results. Now, Danielle told us about a sneaky stowaway, a woman who could not only get into an airport without a ticket, which is hard enough, but mm-hmm. also onto airplanes and even in hotel rooms without spending any money at all. I told the story of the mid-air murderer. We'll just call him Larry and how yeah. he became the first hijacker in the U.S. and the first person to kill someone else on the same plane during flight. How did it all play out, Danielle? All right, you guys. So on Twitter, I received 53% of the votes. I'm calling it Twitter. <laughs> I told you, I've already <laughs> yeah, started this bandwagon. It's locked in. That's it. <laughs> and John received 47%. But so close. Don't get too excited because things kind of get a little twisty here. On the website poll, I received 46% of the votes and John receives 54 So I'm sure <gasps> you're like, well, wait a minute. What? What? What now? Yeah. Don't worry. John's good at math. So he figured it out. And the votes combined, he wins. 53% to 47. Honestly, I give it to him because what in the world? Yeah, that guy. We we were talking about it before we started recording mm-hmm. today. That guy, Larry. <laughs> that guy, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's quite a Larry. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, the website poll, uh, the website gets about 10 times the amount of votes mm-hmm. that the Twitter poll does. So that's why that percentage. No one wants to be on X. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to be on X. You hear that, kids? Don't be on X. No one wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Danielle, where is it? It's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen that mug. You Listen, hand it over. It's still the old one since my other one broke. Oh, but okay. Wow. I mean, I guess you can have this Let's one. See now. what happens. Oh no, it's the new one. Why are you lying? Updated itself. Now you're lying to me. She it's lies. because listen, it's because we're not using Skype. Oh, now that's what things it is. just update real time, and you don't have to wait for it forever. And so you know, <laughs> worked out. <laughs> oh my god, we tried to use Skype last yeah. time. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Skype, it's over. I know. So uh, for today's episode, you know, on previous episodes, Mm -hmm. we've had some really interesting crimes related to food, like when Danielle told the story of the great maple syrup heist back in- Still one of my favorites. It was, that was a really good one. And who knew? Like who knew (laughs) about the, I mean, it's treated like, like diamonds or something like it's, it's a crazy Mm -hmm. industry. Uh, That was back in our Canadian crimes episode. Uh, I also told a story about the wine locker robbery which you might remember from our Black oh, yeah. Friday Crimes Part 2 episode. Another crazy one where people are uh, making off with all kinds of wine and then plan on blowing up the building, but they don't pull it off right. And hey, that's how these heists go sometimes. Yeah. But uh, we thought, why not focus specifically on food heists? Because we're finding all these great food heist stories. So oh, yeah. that's what we're doing here today. Now, foodandwine.com regularly reports on crazy food crimes. Honestly, it's like way more than you would think to. <laughs> encourage all of you to go and google it mm-hmm. like for instance a thief who stole fifteen thousand dollars in beef from a georgia steakhouse in 2022 15 grand that's a lot that's a lot of beef that's a whole lot of beef where did he put it or the thief that stole over four thousand dollars in pasta from a little minnesota county fair just a few weeks ago what are you going to do with all that pasta thief exactly 
Like I love pasta and that's, that's a lot of pasta. Yeah. But it stays, right? I mean, yeah, if you're going to steal true. something, it's easier to to hold on to that much pasta than $15,000 worth of beef. Yeah. That's not going to work well for them. <laughs> now, my personal favorite, you guys, there was an axe wielding man who held up a voodoo donuts in Oregon at 3 a.m. Now, did he want money? No, of course not. Okay. He jumped over the counter and filled up a box of donuts and then left. And he was caught a block away eating a donut. Okay. What else would he be doing? <laughs> so I have to ask, have you had voodoo donuts? I have never, but donuts are probably one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I definitely follow voodoo donuts all over social media just to at least see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would it would s- be a dream of mine to have a voodoo donut. Yeah, I've I've had them. They're very good. Uh, they also have vegan alternatives. So they kind of come oh, up awesome. on our yeah. radar. Um, if I recall correctly, I think they have one at Universal Orlando in the kind of mm-hmm. CityWalk complex out there. And I got to say, they are a really, really good donut. But there is, and I don't know if this is a chain or if this is just something I have, like literally in a town that I'm close to. There's yeah. this place out here called Duck Donuts. Oh, yeah, we have that. Mm-hmm. You have that? Oh, so good. Yeah. Duck Donuts. It's kind of next level. And they make them like fresh, like yep. kind of made to order. And it's almost, I don't know, it's its hard to describe, but they, they have all these kind of wacky toppings and things that they do. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like going to the county fair on a donut. Mm-hmm. They have this, they have a very similar thing um, at the beach where I go. Yeah. And it's not duck donuts, but it's something a little different. And you get to choose literally every single aspect of your donut. They change the flavors all the time. It's like, ugh, y'all, I just, I love donuts. So, yeah. I mean, I can't really blame this man why he figured he needed an axe to do this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, there was also a man who drove off with an entire truck full of Jack Daniels in Atlanta back in 2020. And that man's name was John Lorden. I knew it. No, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I used to drink some Jack Daniels. Yeah. But I kind of, yeah, I kind of aged out of that, I think. Uh, I don't think this man was ever found. They did find the truck, but most of the booze was gone. Yeah, not too surprising. Sounds yeah. like we have a lot of cases to choose from. We certainly do. So grab a snack legally, please. Please. And. Get ready for our first food high story told by the amazing Danielle Hallen. Take it away, Danielle. Okay. So hear me out, right? This is not a typical heist story because I feel like when you imagine a heist, you're thinking something huge, a large amount of something stolen. And I even had to like Google it and see if there was like a legal definition of heist or anything like that. And it's it's kind of very, very loose. Okay. But when I was researching, I actually realized that we've already spoken about a lot of a large food heist on this podcast, like you already said. Okay? Yeah. Even if it's not been the main topic. Like, okay, Jammy Dodgers, hello, maple <laughs> syrup, cheese. We've crossed the board. I don't know if that says something about John and I or what, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> I've got to try to find something a little bit different and interesting. So I found a crime that honestly is a bit brazen, and this criminal managed to pull it off not once, not twice, but numerous times. And- It was a food heist that the media has dubbed the gourmet getaway. Mm, Okay. I like it. Wednesday, November 10th, 2010. And also, I have to preface this by saying I have to pronounce things in French. And it's not been a good week trying to figure this out. But, so spare me. But, um, Lotpied, 
Okay. We're going to move on. It's it's a restaurant. They were busy setting up for a dinner. It's a it's a really cute French restaurant nestled in London's West End. And the previous year, they'd actually just received their first Michelin star. Mm-hmm. Big thing. So the food was to die for. There's like these amazing handcrafted tables. And they have a bunch of like exquisite artwork on the walls. It's just a, it's an overall experience. Like you're not just going to eat. And so a lot of different families kind of, you know, chose this restaurant for a quiet midweek fancier dinner and a younger couple and they're a younger couple. Youngles? Words. The youngles? Yeah, youngles. The younger, <laughs> the, the youngles. A younger couple in their 20s was amongst the reservations that night. And they were seated at their table. They dined on the delicious ever-changing menu. They ordered two servings of foie gras and mackerel as a starter. Rinse that down with a high-priced bottle of champagne. They slowly moved on to their main course of venison and hair, accompanied by a second bottle of champagne. And the couple this entire time was respectful. You know, they held themselves well. Nothing really seemed to be amiss. So when they got up to take a smoke break out front while they were waiting for their plum tart, no one really batted an eye. Okay. Until their dessert was brought to their table, and the couple still had not returned. So a few minutes passed, and the waiter checked the table again to find it empty. And sure enough, out front, there was no sign of the couple that had racked up a 572-pound bill. (gasps) Oh, no. They dined and dashed, Danielle? (laughs) Yes. So the manager, right, is informed, and he quickly tried to calm the nerves of the staff, saying, hey, you guys, probably just a misunderstanding. Maybe they just forgot to pay because they, you know, throwing back bottles of wine. Okay. Maybe there's an emergency. Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And they're like, either way, it should be easy to get in contact with this couple. Because first of all, being a Michelin star restaurant, they take the names and numbers of every single guest yeah. and you know, want to make sure. And so they found that the reservation was made under the name of Lupin and called the number given. Okay. Number went nowhere. And this is finally, yeah, when panic Uh. began to set in. Checking the CCTV footage from the restaurant, the couple is seen headed out for their smoke break. But instead of standing out front, lighting up a cigarette, they hastily walk away. This couple had literally dined and dashed a Michelin star restaurant. (laughs) Brazen, like I said. Yeah, yeah. So authorities were notified and a search began for the couple. And it was quickly realized, you know, just like the phone number, that the name was also likely fake. And what's interesting is that the name was even possibly kind of a mockery of the crime itself, because Lupin is not only the name used for the reservation, but it's also um, a fictional French thief that is read about in like popular books and things like that. I think it's like Arsene Lupin's. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right. And basically... This man is a master of disguise, a criminal genius, and his character is known for elaborate plots and ability to outsmart most and lead a double life. Oh my god! Why and so would they're you like French that restaurant. Name? That is, yeah. yeah, French genius criminal. Right. And so it was clear this was not a random dine and dash. Whoever did this planned everything. So authorities didn't have much to go off of, and in a desperate plea, they decided to release the CCTV footage to. The media and they're just hoping at this point that they will have someone that recognizes the couple um but instead they just opened a massive can of worms one by one other well-known london restaurants reached out with very very similar stories they had a serial dinner thief on their hands 
So the Glass House, which is another Michelin star restaurant, complained of an unpaid bill back in October. I think it was October 14th to be exact. And just a few weeks prior, essentially. And the manager stated that a couple matching the description of the one seen on CCTV came in for a reservation. And this couple was incredibly kind and polite, claimed they were from Belgium. I mean, accents and all, like the whole shebang. Um, And they took their time enjoying their meal, ordered multiple cocktails, bottles of wine, champagne, had an expensive starter course, and eventually they ordered dessert. And so multiple members of the staff had noticed that the couple repeatedly left their table during their dinner for smoke breaks. And while this isn't incredibly uncommon, like the amount of times that they were getting up and going, it just felt a little bit off. And so they were already a little bit on alert. And sure enough, just like the previous restaurant, after ordering dessert, the couple slipped out. And mm-hmm. when they never returned to their table to pay their 350-pound bill, staff at the glass house, I know, they're just racking it up. They kind of had the same idea of, you know what, don't panic. Maybe it's an emergency or there's some sort of explanation we're not aware of. And so, you know, they also had even more reason to believe this because when they looked through things, this couple had left a bag with the receptionist. And inside of the bag, it appeared to be a very expensive looking package. And so they're like, they're not going to run out on this bill and leave their expensive package behind, um, you know. They were trying, I think, to rationalize it in their brains, but curiosity ultimately got the best of them, and they decided to take a look at the package. It was a bottle of orange juice. And it said sucker on it. Sucker. Honestly, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It was literally all just part of the scam. And yet again, of course, you know, reservation name was fake, number a dead end. Now, there seemed to be a lull in the dinner sprees until November 2nd. So they took a bit of a break. Well, they're having a lot. That's a lot of filling food, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of calories going in. Foie gras is very rich. Yeah. You're going to have to be hungry for a while after that. (laughs) Now, staff at the Pearl, a restaurant that is known for its award-winning wine list, had a similar story. A couple came in that night under the name Baldwin's Regards. <laughs> I have to say it like that because yes, it just do. sounds like something out of a movie. <laughs> and yes. this couple did the exact same thing. They enjoyed the taster menu, but it seems that they came specifically for the wine. Now, they started off with a few cocktails. Bill wasn't anything too extravagant, but then they ordered two vintage bottles, including Dompierre Family Reserve. Okay. So they're just like, Digging in deep. They finished up both bottles before ordering dessert wine. And at this point, they're like, hey, you know, do you mind if we finish off the night at the bar? Just like transfer our bill there. We want to have some coffee, sit in like a more casual environment. And the staff had no issues with this. This is also not something super uncommon if you're like familiar with very high-end restaurants. But red flags started to raise when they instead walked to the front and they're like, hey, can we have our jackets? (laughs) And... The receptionist was hesitant, okay, just yeah. because obvious reasons. These The bills at these restaurants are absolutely astronomical, and I don't think dining and dashing is like a major issue, but I think it's enough of a fear that they are a little bit sure more observant. But the male jokingly told her, quote, come on, we're not going to run away. <laughs> 
He's like, wow, well, just this guy is, he is gutsy. I mean, the name that he's using that's oh, supposed yeah. to tip him off, the fake Baldwin's regards. Yeah, yeah. And now, ah, oh, we're not going to run away. Wow. Of course not. Wow. And so reluctantly, they got their jackets back. And just as the receptionist was worried about, they never came back, leaving their 570-pound bill behind them. Mm. Mm. Manager Russell Cox told the media, quote, they were very chatty with the waiters. They certainly didn't try to stay under the radar. They said they were on holiday from Latvia, and they had foreign accents. So, man, this couple's just from, like, all over the place. Yeah. Are they, like, are they from a theater troupe or something? I mean, you can't oh. just go busting off accents like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm. The couple hit again just days later on November 6th. This time racking up. Are you ready for it? Oh, geez. And by the way, Danielle, a $500, like I've had some nice dinners in my life. Mm-hmm. $500 tab for two people. Is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's top, top, top. Mm-hmm. Top tier dinner. That's yeah. Okay. All right. You're like stressed out about this. I know. You're like, oh. Stressing me out. <laughs> this time they racked up a 965 pound bill at Helene de Rose at the Connaught Hotel. Wow. Another wow. Michelin star restaurant. Crazy. And for from what I was able to see, that would in um like US dollars amount to like 1,500 something. Like it's yeah. Yeah. That's so much money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this must have given them confidence that they were able to pull this off because that's when they went and did a lot of peed where they were captured on the CCTV. They went into that literally just a few days later. Okay. And despite the fact that at this point they're being plastered all over the media, there's CCTV footage of them everywhere, they made their way to another restaurant, La. <laughs> I can, I'm not going to pronounce it right. Basically, it's orange in french okay la orange something like that see okay. that was beautiful i could never <laughs> completely fake that i have no i don't idea. know i don't know why i struggle <laughs> like i can speak spanish great like russian mm. even you asked me to speak french and like i'm just not classy enough for that <laughs> so they went there on november 15th and this is a very well-known place to dine it's a beautiful french restaurant right off of saint james street in london so we're talking like the center of everything. The ceiling is like this incredible glass dome that's just like beautifully lit. There's tables with like pristine tablecloths. I could never go in there with my children. <laughs> and they have fresh flowers. It's just a beautiful experience. And they changed their menu seasonally. It was kind of like this ode to all the available local meat and produce. So like awesome restaurant. And this couple enjoyed their time there without any issues like they never like caused a fuss or anything they weren't like trying to be sneaky or quiet um but at this point the restaurants in the london area were very well aware of these dine and dashers at large okay and anyone who's worked in the service industry before you don't take stuff like that lightly because it takes money away from like the servers who you know oftentimes especially in a restaurant like this if it's like a nicer restaurant you only get like four or so tables per night because these people, if it's a Michelin star, you're sitting down for hours. Right, right. To yeah. experience your meal. So it's not like a fast pace. Like this server is working a very long time yeah. per table, catering to just them for an experience. And they're relying on that tip because they've only got a couple more tables. And so they had about had it. Okay. 
And so an eyebrow ended up being raised when this couple claimed to be heading outdoors for a cigarette just as they ordered dessert. I'm sure everyone in the restaurant was like, wait a minute, you said you're doing what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing what? And so the staff actually ended up following the couple outside. They're like, no, no, no. And they look at the mail and they're like, you need to come back inside with us and go ahead and pay your bill before you come out here to smoke a cigarette. And, you know, just saying this bill was the priciest of all. It was actually over 1,000 pounds. I think it was close to 2,000 US dollars. Yeah. And tension leveled out because the man was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm so sorry. I will come in and I'll pay this bill, follow him in. And I'm sure they took another deep sigh when he handed them a visa. And he's like, there you go. Like, no problem. And then all of a sudden things change when they go to swipe the visa and turn around. The man is basically creating dust behind his feet. (laughs) (laughs) He gave him a bum visa that he stole from someone else. Yep. And then he's hightailing it out of there. Ran for his life. Mm. But again, if you've worked in the service industry and you know, you don't play. (laughs) These waiters through their aprons took off running no. after this man they're like oh no you don't yeah <laughs> they're like we have had enough and so they chase this man and after a little while they finally end up catching him now the woman that he was with is nowhere to be found from wow. the way it's described it seems like she ran like immediately when he was brought back inside, which is important because I have my own theories towards the end. Mm. But either way, they call police. And once police arrive, they finally have a name to put on one of these thieves. And it's not Lupin or <laughs> Baldwin's regards. It's actually, what was this? How do you pronounce? I think it's Janis, Jans Nords. So he is actually Latvian. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's a 27-year-old aspiring Latvian filmmaker. Okay. I knew there was some entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Some entertainment tip in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So Nords was taken in for questioning where he did end up pretty much immediately telling authorities very regrettably that he had absolutely done this multiple times before. I think he admitted to doing this three times prior. He's like, okay, you know what? You caught me. Um, but authorities, you know, they're like, we know it's been more than three times. We have a whole entire list of restaurants that you've blown off. I think the total was like well over 5,000 pounds. And so they're like, you know, admit to what you want, but we are, you know, pretty close on your tail. Um, and he did give authorities the name of the girl that he had been with, but he claimed that she had absolutely no idea what was going on. Um, and that he'd been failing to pay at all these restaurants that he had taken her to. Okay. That's up for debate, debate, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I could kind of see a situation. I don't know, like where he's dating someone and he wants to kind of show off to her. So he's taking her to those places. And Which, maybe, you know, that, that will come into play. But it's weird that there, you know, there's something weird about the fact that they've ordered dessert. Like, so if we're supposed to assume that she's truly innocent, then why is she seeing him order dessert? They go outside to have a cigarette. And they just leave. And then they leave. Yeah. Even if he tells how, her, oh, yeah. no, 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 I left I left cash on the table. We're all good. Ah, I changed Listen, my mind on the dessert. No. I don't want it. Let's. If we're on a date and you're like, we, I know we ordered dessert. We have to leave. I'd be like, well, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. And, and for it to happen time and time again. Yeah. I have trouble believing that. Well, yeah. And also, where did she go? Right. Right. Where'd she go? When they come outside one? to get him, where did she go? Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of questions with that. But regardless, 
They ended up bringing her in. They found her, brought her in, they questioned her, and ultimately they did release her with no charges because I guess they went with what Nord said, that she didn't know anything. Um, He was not so lucky. Ultimately, he was charged with nine total offenses of dining and dashing. Now, the restaurants at this point had quite a lot to say about his scam. And it caused a huge uprising in the local foodie community because many restaurants were angry that he seemed to have put a lot of thought into his plans. Like premeditation, the names that were given to the faked accents, and they actually believed that that, um, he had purposely left that package behind thinking it would cause some sort of distraction. You know, honestly, the way that these restaurant owners were speaking... I didn't understand half of what they were saying. <laughs> just they well, it's just very different lingo. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I don't really know what that means, but they were not happy. I could definitely determine that from what they were saying. Um, and it was clear that based on the rising bill, like each place he went, it got a little more expensive and then it just skyrocketed. He was becoming more comfortable with what he was doing and was willing to push the limits. Now, at his trial, his attorney Bruce Reed claimed that there was an explanation for his behavior. And they're like, look, he's a good guy. He just made a bad decision to steal all of this food and run off willy-nilly. They're like, you know, he's got no other run-ins with the law. He recently had won an award from some European film festival for his debut movie. They're like, he's a good guy. Like, he's trying to do some things. But London life hit him very, very hard. Because I guess he came from two Latvian parents that were very well off. And he'd never had to want for anything. But moving to London was an entirely different experience his money was not stretching nearly as far and it's definitely a problem especially when you're trying to impress your quote high maintenance girlfriend <laughs> literally quote high oh, maintenance girlfriend in quotes wow now bruce reed said quote he was trying to impress a girl who comes from money I also suspect there was an element of fantasy in Mr. Nord's thinking and trying to dine in the high-end restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I found very interesting is that all of his movies that he's released seem to be, like, about criminals or drug dealers or young men, like, doing whatever they have to do in order to get by or get ahead. Um, And even, like, his more – like, his first one that I just released was about this young kid, drug dealer, who was trying to make money for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people theorize, like, you took your, you know, fascination and your creativity used for movie making, and you acted it out in real life, and now you're in big trouble. Yeah. Um. And so even worse, there are some articles that say that his high-maintenance, wealthy girlfriend was actually just as broke as he was. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. So they both were just trying to impress each other and just spiraled themselves into a big old hole. Yeah. And and now, Danielle, don't think for a second that when he gets to the other side of this, he's not going to write a script about it or produce a film oh, about absolutely. it. Like this is, yeah, this mm-hmm. is going to just roll right back into his world of fantasy and this is his next thing. Oh, yeah. And now he's going to be, oh, I've this is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about this romance. Because I mean, <laughs> you look at like all the different things that he did and the names and everything. Like, I genuinely think like yeah. he was caught in this world of like fantasy and like, I'm going to act this out. And anyway, somehow he managed to only be charged with three of the Dine and Dash crimes. I think it was because he'd only technically admitted to three. And I kept yeah. trying to figure out like how that all worked out. Um, but regardless, um, he did plead guilty to those. And Judge Daphne Wickham gave him a pretty lenient sentence, in my personal opinion. Granted, he didn't harm anybody. Like, it was nothing like that. But 
Um, instead, it's like the most English thing ever. <laughs> instead, they just gave him a 12-month ban from multiple zip codes in London. No! Don't you dare cross this invisible line. What? They literally banned him from... Like, I think it was about 12 or 13 different zip codes in London that are known for having a high concentration of Michelin star and high-priced restaurants. It's almost worse, Danielle, because now he's going to go steal from the people that have less money. I, I was just like, this like, is... Like, how does that help I'm anything? Not, I, don't worry, because they also gave him a 90-day curfew. <laughs> <laughs> and no sugar with your tea. And they sent a letter to his mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So Why are we so like... light on our criminals? Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to spill it already. Same situation in my story. I don't it's get it. Like, I don't get it. I, mean, I know he didn't hurt anybody, you know, or anything like that, but also he was hurting the community. Like these are restaurants that are all like, you know, tourism's huge in that particular area. And yeah. like it's just shady and it's bad and it's it makes me sad too because every single one of these restaurants has since closed down uh, and like obviously it had nothing to do with him but i'm just like man some of these places are already struggling and yeah it just sucks so he was also ordered to find a way to pay back all of those unpaid bills but i mean that's pretty much it and from what i've seen i mean it seems he's learned his lesson i have not seen him his name pop up anywhere in a life of crime since then and it seems he's just kind of putting all of his energy into producing more movies. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. But like, they should have forced Earth? him to be a busboy somewhere. That's what I'm saying. That's like, like my months. kind of punishment for that. Yeah, like wash the dishes. Service industry is hard. Yeah, and like if you've ever worked in, like I've never worked in a Michelin star restaurant, but I've worked in like a very well known restaurant in this area, mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it is no joke okay and it's like hard enough to work in the service industry at like a mom and pop restaurant as a server or receptionist or whatever but like man like the entitlement that kind of seeps off people can be really really hard and like making sure reservations are good and like there's a lot of different expectations and it is like you have to fake it till you make it like you got to look fine and act fine no matter what like it's a very very fast-paced hard environment yeah and so i'm like send him off make him make all the food yeah. Open no. all those wine bottles. Like, yeah. Now he's got to go make grief. another movie. Come on. No. So, I mean, he had his fun, but good grief. Now, huge thank you to standard.com at The Guardian at BBS, The Cater, and Reuters.com for that story. I know it's not your typical heist, but like every single one I was looking at, I was like, we've literally pretty much already hit. <laughs> we've already spoken about a similar one. So I was like, I've got to find something, like some type of like food heist that's. Well, it has, you know, I mean, it's a coordinated effort. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of impressed in terms of, you know, some of the charactery stuff he did in terms of different accents and things mm-hmm. like that. No, no, I think I think it qualifies. It's still I mean stealing I and at a pretty be surprised if you didn't have like all this plans written down somewhere, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and is that part of the charge? Like, you know, him hanging out with his girlfriend somewhere. Oh, okay, this time. We're going to be from mm-hmm. this country and, yep. you know, like there's, there's got to be, there's got to be a whole build up to, we're going to go pull this off because they're doing it time and time again. Be one oh, thing over if, and over again. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, it's his, 
you know, his, this high end girlfriend that he can't really afford and it's their anniversary and he pulls off this dine and dash, you know, so you can get like their big anniversary dinner or something like that. But that's not what's happening here. They're going out like night after night. (laughs) I would be so scared to do that. Yeah. If I were in those shoes, you know how I would never sleep again. I'd feel so guilty. How would you enjoy it? How would you enjoy it? Just knowing like it's just, it's absolutely, I've only been dined and dashed one time in the entirety of like my serving career. Yeah. And it was so awful for me as a server. And I was so devastated. I can't imagine. And I was only looking forward to like maybe like a $5 tip and I was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you take it personally at that point too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Those poor servers and like they like. Restaurants like that, they learn your name. You know, there's just like so much to it. They put a lot of effort into their job. And yeah. What was this kid's name again? Oh, God. Yon. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Yons Nords. Yons Nords. But like it's spelled J A N I S. Yeah. I did yeah. look it up and yeah. that's how it's pronounced. Well, if you but... see if you see a movie directed by him, don't go to it. That's what that's my suggestion. He did like, I don't know. It's yeah. some strange stuff. It's all mainly Latvian and like, yeah, I think he uses a bunch of different friends and stuff as cast. And I mean, they look like they'd be pretty good. It obviously won an award, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Danielle told her story. I've got one to tell too, but we got to wait until we get to the other side of this commercial break. Please stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, you guys. Welcome back. Are you ready to see what John cooked up for today? Boodle. Oh, with the rim shot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear our second food heist story. And I'm pretty excited because, I mean, as much as there are lots of food crimes, it's like a bunch of small ones that you couldn't really create a story out of. And he keeps talking up his story. And so I'm just, I'm interested to see what he found. Well, I think it's because, look, Danielle, I have to admit something. Oh, no. I've been hiding. I'm ready my true feelings for all these years. I, and you might know this. I love nuts. I know. (laughs) I do. I love nuts. (laughs) He does. Cashews. I'm not. Cashews, (laughs) hazelnuts, walnuts, pecans, even ballpark peanuts hold a special place in my heart. But only one nut is on the top of my list. And it's the only nut that smiles. Do you know what that is, Danielle? What is it? <laughs> the pistachio. It smiles. I love a pistachio. I love a pistachio. That's my favorite. Yeah. I don't like nuts at all. When you look at him, he's smiling. But pistachios are great. It is. It's a happy nut. <laughs> yes. 
pistachia vera, which is oh. interesting because I also love a vera. I know. This is getting weird. Yeah, that's my wife's name. But uh, <laughs> pistachia vera is actually part of the cashew family. And it grows as a small tree with those amazing, tasty, edible seeds that humans mm-hmm. have been enjoying since 7,000 BC. Yummy. Understandably. Been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. It's said that the Queen of Sheba liked them so much that she declared them royal food, forbidding the general population from growing them for personal use. Wow. Britannicus.com says that pistachios are believed to be indigenous to Iran. They grow in dry and warm climates, and those tasty nuts are high in protein and fiber, as well as about 30 vitamins, but they have a lower fat content than other snacking nuts. One ounce of pistachios has as much protein as an egg and about the same amount of potassium as half a banana. That's impressive. I didn't know that. They're loaded, Daniel. That's a lot. That's a lot of protein. They're They're also ridiculously expensive. They are a bit expensive, which I will get to. (laughs) But they're also good uh, for dieting. You know, I've yeah. been on my little weight loss thing for this past year. P- pistachios are are part of that because you have to open them. It looks like there's a lot more to them. And then when you deshell them, it's actually less. But they're also filling because of all the fiber in them. They're- I was about to say they're super satiating and the saltiness is like. Yes. Yeah. Mm. They also have a long shelf life. And currently the U.S. produces most of the world's pistachios. I literally eat one ounce every day but not just of any old pistachio nut i eat lord and ramsey's spicy <laughs> nuts made some nuts spicy nuts made with real tabasco and high quality fine sea salt i bet you can't eat just one of my nuts <laughs> this this every, quickly turning into an ad this Every person that's coming to CrimeCon and is part of the final jury, you're going oh, yeah. to get this bag, one of these bags sure right are. here of Lord and Ramsey's Spicy Nuts. Danielle, these bags, only $29.99 each. And that's that's 1.25 ounces. There's about 30 pistachios in there. That's less than a dollar per pistachio, Danielle. That's they're pretty getting, good. They're getting it for free. I mean, consider yourselves lucky. <laughs> that's right. Lord and Ramsey spicy nuts available for the Spice first time at CrimeCon Orlando. Listen, Sorry. if like if 10 years from now, I randomly like have lost contact with you and Google search your name and find that you've started a spicy nut business, I won't be surprised. Danielle, like I'll support it. Seriously, for me to seriously do it for me to do this, to put this together. Don't think that I didn't start running the math. And that's part oh, I'm of sure you did. That's part of my joke about I would have to charge $30 for a bag of this size. Because you cause... know exactly what's you've done this already. Yes, it's you may already have an LLC <laughs> to make something this good is expensive. Let me just say that. Sorry, I got completely sidetracked. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. um, While I'm on this sidetrack, I do want to address another big risk that's on everyone's mind right now. I'm a big pistachio expert, obviously. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get that one where the smile, he's just kind of grinning a little bit. It's not a full Mm -hmm. smile. And you try to put your fingernail in there and it rips. Have you had that happen? Oh, no, because I just immediately bite it open. Oh, you just go right for the look. From a He's pro. Like, no, I've got a trick. You have keys right in front of you. Just grab one of the shells that you've already opened oh. and you wedge that in and then you just twist. Well, this is brilliant. See, now yes. I just look like a barbarian. <laughs> yes. Save your teeth, Danielle. 
use one of the other other <laughs> shells and you can open it right up. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, and that way you're not wasting a very pricey nut. Pistachios, yeah. certainly expensive. Mm-hmm. They're one of the most expensive nuts out there. And for good reason, the tree takes up to eight years before they start producing nuts and you won't get a full harvest until they're 15 to 20 years old. Oh my gosh, that's even longer than apples. And I thought apples were super long to wait for. That's like five years. Yeah. Um, but the, the trees do live for up to 300 years. So once Ooh. you once you get them going, you're going to be eating a lot of pistachios. They also take a lot of hands-on labor to harvest and sort. Uh, a one-pound bag from nuts.com usually runs me about 13 bucks. And if you want them with no shell on them, 18 for a one-pound bag. Fun. No, it's pricey. <laughs> Now, obviously, California has a great climate for growing pistachios. It was three years ago when the Ag Task Force was dispatched to Seton Farms in Terrabella, which is in Fresno County, California. The Ag Task Force was established in 1999 to investigate all cases related to the agricultural community in Fresno, California. And with good reason, Fresno County is one of the top counties in the entire nation for agribusiness bringing in billions of dollars every year. They actually hit number one frequently, but they kind of bounce around. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why was the Ag Task Force heading to Seton Farms? Well, they produce 125 million pounds of pistachios annually. And that means that they need to get those nuts delivered to their destinations. Mm -hmm. Trucks drive in and pick up semi-trailers that are already preloaded with pistachios. So apparently... A truck drove in, claiming to be from a reputable company that was known to work with Seton Farms. The truck hooked up, not one, but two trailers, and drove off. Obviously, at some point, the trucking company was called, and uh, when they said, we didn't pick up your nuts, the fine folks at Seton Farms knew they had been taken. Oh, no. But how much could two trailers of pistachios have been worth, Danielle? I honestly can only imagine... Well, I looked up for astronomical amounts. Yeah, I looked up Sutton Farms in particular, and they sell two pound bags for about sixteen fifty each. So if I multiply that by two semi trailer, oh yes, it was two hundred and ninety four thousand dollars in pistachios driven off. Oh, good grief! Yeah. Now I don't have. I know it. I know. I don't have the exact details. But, it, but it's not like you just drive in and say, hey, I'm your delivery guy. Uh, the Ag Task Force called this an elaborate scheme. And when oh, researching yeah. similar cases, I found that sometimes old Department of Transportation permits are reactivated and then used to kind of be the official paperwork to get them in and do this. <laughs> in other cases, people are actually hacking into the computer systems of these businesses and generating fake orders and then their own fake credentials so they can go ahead and drive in and, and pull this off. This is happening in Fresno County regularly. This is like a, a common crime that's happening out there at this point. A bunch of nut thieves. Nut thieves. <laughs> so detectives got right to work. They pulled in resources from several other law enforcement divisions trying to track down the pistachio pilferers and crack the case. Get it, Danielle? That's just perfect. Crack that was, the case. That was a good one. They cracked. The investigation spanned three counties, but they had an ace up their sleeve. The smart operations people at Seton Farms, they had heard about other heists of this nature happening in their area. 
And also keep in mind, this crime is sort of twofold. You have both the trailers exactly. and the product being mm-hmm. stolen. So uh, according to CNBC, cargo theft. And potentially forgery too, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, and if you have the hacking component in there, then I you've mean, got, just like, yeah, I mean, layering you it on, rack up the charges on this. Um, CNBC says that cargo theft is on the rise. The FBI says that it's estimated to cost trucking companies and retailers at least 15 billion to 30 billion dollars a year. The average loss is around $214,000 per incident. And topping their list of most commonly stolen things, food and beverages. What is this about? Farmers in California's Central Valley have been targeted for heists just like Sutton Farms was experiencing for several years at this point. An article from 2017 notes that 150 farmers, processors, and law enforcement officers have been working together to stop nut thieves. That year, at least 31 truckloads were stolen with a total of $4.6 million in losses. Wow. Pretty much using the same scam. Just mm-hmm. fake fake order, fake truck driver, driving on, hooking up, and pulling that stuff and going. That's probably why the good people at Set and Farms took a very smart precaution. They GPS Ooh. tracked their nuts, Danielle. There we go. <laughs> you got to do it. Or at least the trailer that the nuts were in. <laughs> With that info, investigators were soon on the trail and they could see exactly where the pistachios went. The trailers traveled about 70 miles north to Selma, California. There they were taken to an abandoned property. You see, the pistachios had packaging all over them with one of Seton Farms brands, Signature Farms, that was written all over it. So the thieves had to remove all that packaging and they moved the nuts into unmarked crates for their next step. Then wonder how long that took. I know. And how many guys are we talking about? Here? I know. Which come is on. Gonna... Just one guy constantly cracking open nutbags here. Yeah. Yeah. How long was he there? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, what did they do for their next step? They sold the nuts to an unsuspecting buyer in Madera County, which was another 60 miles further north. Now, I don't know how they made this connection. Maybe he drove the trailers back to his home at some point, but somehow the authorities figure out that this has been pulled off by a 23-year-old man named Bavna Sekun. Wow. A quick look at county court records show a young man that gets pulled over a few times every year, basically, has Mm -hmm. numerous driving issues, including speeding, driving with no insurance, driving with no registration, driving with an open container. Hey, even a full-blown DUI. Why not? living his life yeah he's like why not let's steal some nuts yeah why not well why not because this guy in driving i don't know they just oh, they yeah. have a magic together there's a special chemistry between him and yeah, the but vehicle. you know what if i were pulled over frequently i probably wouldn't choose to commit a crime where there is a potential to be pulled over seriously seriously well and even if you're part of some organization because honestly mm-hmm. i have a feeling that this there might be something bigger, like yeah. a 23-year-old pulling this off on I was about to say, own. he's young. Exactly. Yeah. But if you are looking for a wheelman for a crime that you're trying to pull off, I think Bob Bavna would be on the bottom of my list. I don't think oh, I'm yeah. near the top. No. I also found part of a record from 2018 saying it was a criminal lawsuit against him involving two gray vials of blood. 
but I can't find enough mm. additional information to make any sense that's out it. of it. But <laughs> it scares me, Danielle. Yeah, that scares me a little bit. <laughs> what I kind feel of- like he's involved in some... Some strange things. Yeah. What kind of criminal lawsuit involves two gray vials of blood? Um, Anyway, thankfully, with that help from the trailer's GPS, law enforcement was able to track down the pistachio poacher as well as all of the pistachios and the stolen trailers. Uh, On top of the $294,000 in stolen pistachios, the trailers were worth another 60 grand. So that brings the total for this Mm -hmm. crime up to $354,000. Uh, Bavna was found at his home. He was taken into custody. He was booked on charges of grand theft, looting, to your point, identity theft, and conspiracy. They also said that more evidence linking him to the thefts was found at his house. I bet I know what that evidence was, Danielle. Did he keep some pistachios? It must have been pistachio shells. It's the only (laughs) thing I could think of. Despite that evidence, in November of 2020, he pleaded not guilty. The court process would go on for years, and in June of 2023, his plea changed to no contest. The court disposed, uh, I think it's deposed, is it? Yeah, it's not disposed. They didn't throw it out. Uh, The court (laughs) (laughs) deposed it as a felony (laughs) conviction for receiving known stolen property. They dismissed the grand theft charge for some reason. What? I don't know. What What is going on today with these cases? I don't know. Uh, I have to assume that they thought that others were involved and that Bhavna wasn't the mastermind, but, and he might have literally just been a driver in the situation. But you would think in that case, they would try to like get him to throw some other names down or something for some sort of plea deal or. Yeah. But they're just like, hmm. Yeah. Well, and the early press in this case was really clear that the Ag Task Force thought that more people were involved. And they were even putting kind of, they were putting the call out in the press of like, hey, we think there's more people. If you have more information, call us. Like I saw that time and time again in the early press around this case. So maybe they just didn't have enough. Maybe Bhavna Mm -hmm. wasn't going to rat them out, wasn't going to flip like that and just stayed tight lipped. And then they ran it they just, the best yeah. way they could in court, and they had to drop some of those charges. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it just kind of sucks to me that even though everything was recovered, some group of criminals got away with even attempting this. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, do you think they might try again? 100%. Yeah. Or I mean, you saw in my story, someone's successful one time and gets out of jail free, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It just lights a fire. Well, I'm even thinking because, you know... This area has been having this type of issue. There's press that's showing that there's people trying to address it. There's, you know, new systems are being put into place. Like some of these farms, when you show up, they're checking your ID, taking Mm -hmm. your fingerprints. Like they're doing all kinds of stuff to try to ratchet down on this. It almost has me wondering if Bhavna was kind of brought on as a, hey, we haven't tried hitting this farm yet. Let's get some some new driver and uh, have him, some guy we don't care about. Make him do it, yeah. Yeah, have him try to hit that place and see how it goes. We'll see if if, how their systems are. Oh, Um, man. Probably. Yeah, yeah. He was- Crops right now are like not doing well across, you know, all of America. People are struggling to get things to grow properly. And so- I don't blame them for battening down the hatches. And if someone's relying on stealing and making money off of places like that and they've upped their security, they're going to throw someone to the wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, get this. 
Bhavna is being forced to pay $570 in restitution. What I've is that? Had it. That's, I have about had it. That's 20 bags of, of Gordon Ramsay spice. I know. Nuts, I think. That's not that's, even. Yeah, that's a joke. Are you kidding me? Thankfully, he was at least given 180 days in county jail. But for a theft of this size, that's barely a slap on the wrist. So he actually started serving that time just a few weeks ago. He turned himself into the Tulare County Jail on August 18th, 2023. He'll also be put on two years of probation where he must obey all laws. You hear me, Bobna? Stay out of the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Keep away yeah, from... Really. Yeah, keep away from blood vials. And no, you can't pistachios. Have, no, you can't have my pistachios. <laughs> Just get a job, Bhavna. Yeah. Get yeah. a job. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you do want to drive, go legit and start delivering for this great new company I heard about, Lord and Ramsey's Spicy oh, no. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call, Bhavna. We'll work it out. Listen, you're going to be like those meat companies where they just like send people with truck f- like filled with the food and like, hey. Yeah. yeah. Let's go door to door. Knock knock and be like, right. you want some steaks? Except now it's going to be like, you want some yeah. spicy nuts? You want a bucket of nuts? <laughs> you want a nut bucket? <laughs> Thank you to my sources, the Fresno Bee, the Sun Gazette, Fox News, CDLLife.com, YourCentralValley.com, Britannica, How mm-hmm. Stuff Works, Tasting Table, a website with the worst name I've ever heard in my life. Rat Inc. Hosh? Yeah, I don't like that. What is that? I've got no idea. Makes me think of gray blood vials. Fresno Sheriff and CNBC. Danielle, why are these guys getting off so light time and time again? I honestly don't know. Like with mine, I at least was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, he, again, I was said like a million times, he didn't hurt anyone. You know, it was definitely a lot of money, but it wasn't like a major heist like that. But how do you do that? Like, to me, it's like the scariest part of it is the criminal mastermind behind it. And nobody knows if he had someone that was kind of the ringleader and sent him in. He could just be a criminal genius and they just gave him a slap on the wrist. I think there's also another direction to it. I think we've got there's some organization here that's that's driving Mm -hmm. him. He did not come up with this on his own, Mm -hmm. but there's also someone buying it. Exactly. That's the scariest part about this. Yeah. Like who is going to, oh, I met this 23-year-old that says he has, you know, 14 tons of nuts he wants to sell. <laughs> like what? Who, who, like how business doesn't happen like that. That's not no. how these things work. So well, here, okay. Well, unfortunately, sometimes, and that I have a lot to say on that. My extra story is going to blow your mind because I will never eat anywhere other than my own home again. And this is one of those things because things like this happen far too often where food is stolen and then resold. And there are people out there maybe with like struggling businesses or they just need something for a little bit cheaper that could make them a larger profit. And they're totally willing to buy this stuff. And I'm just like, why? Please, why? Because you're selling it to me. I found, Don't do that. I found a bunch of comments on a Fox News article, which was probably the highlight of this research job. Uh, this first one, the obstinate judge, I think he's making a good point, kind of in the same vein we're thinking about. Um, I'm not convinced unsuspecting buyer is an accurate characterization. I, I completely agree. I think mm-hmm. I think he's right. I think whoever is making that buy, they know that they're getting black oh, yeah. market nuts. 
Uh, Carcini yep. says, I'm shell-shocked. <laughs> LSU wins again says, now if they could just make the other nuts in that state disappear. <laughs> why Why they got to go political? Huh? <laughs> uh, because why, who doesn't nowadays? You know what I mean? They're like, I have to throw this in there. Yeah. 314 <laughs> Pie says, the great pistachio heist of Tulare County. This is legendary. Oh, my gosh. I hope you're right, 314 Pie. I'm banking on it being legendary to win yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, President-elect Biden says, hmm, pistachios. <laughs> That's it. Just that. Mmm, pistachios. <laughs> Which, you know, I agree with. Yeah. Oh, I live I would not. I would me? not buy some black market pistachios uh fly over country native said this is kind of a downside uh says only came for the comments i was hoping for more nut puns however well disappointment well thankfully star no quizzy replied to them directly and said beer nuts are always over a dollar deer nuts are always under a buck (laughs) look they came in right at the perfect time they did was needed yep they helped us out helped us a few times where i love a comment section i know i know i really did it was fantastic i was like this comment section is too good this this has to go in all right danielle it's time for extra stories i know you were leading into it Let's tell, let's, let's hear Why is this? What's the name of this story, Danielle? Meat suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) This is my new favorite part of the show. Of course, coming up at the end of the show and we find this new treat in terms of Danielle naming her stories. And you know what? The funny thing is about that is I never name my stories and you always do. And I always so look forward to it. Yeah. But I have had so much fun the past few times. I'm like, I have been missing out. Because meat suitcase, come on. Yeah, everyone, buckle up. We are we are going to hear the story of meat suitcase. And listen, this is going to traumatize everyone. So you know, you're welcome. I'm in a state of unrest since I read the story. Uh oh. It has to do with Walmart. So. Uh oh. <laughs> so there's that. January fifth of this year, which again makes it even worse because it's current. Authorities were called out to a Walmart in Ohio. After receiving a report of a shoplifter. Now, according to Walmart staff, a man had loaded an entire shopping cart with different cuts of raw meat, deli meat, like any possible meat inside of Walmart, and a suitcase. And he just bypassed the checkout, headed out the door, which is shocking because usually I'm like screamed at after they watch me check out and pay. They're like ready to accuse me of theft. (laughs) (laughs) Like immediately. Yeah. And this man trekked through this, we all know, absolutely massive parking lot because I've never been in a small Walmart parking lot. And like a weird scene out of a movie, you know, where like the car runs out of gas or stops working or like the man's horse falls to the ground. The Walmart security kicked in and stopped the wheel of that shopping cart when it reached the perimeter. So the man, the 62-year-old man, was forced to alter his plans, right? Hold on a second. Is this like an automated system? Apparently, it literally locks the wheel of the Walmart cart 
at the perimeter of the parking lot so people cannot take them. I have never heard of that before. That blows my mind. Neither, and I'm very tempted to try it at my Walmart. <laughs> That's why they're always after you, Danielle. Go, don't go Probably. trying your crimes at your local Walmart. <laughs> Drive out of town. Go to the next Walmart. Listen, I couldn't try any crimes at my local Walmart because for some reason that's like, the, you know, my local police's favorite station to hang out. Mm-hmm. They like literally park on the sidewalk of it. There's like five of them. Yeah. Not, nothing happens where I am. And so the most that happens is at the Walmart. Okay. Right. So he's like, all right, I have to alter my plans. Okay. Don't worry. He's 10 steps ahead. He got that suitcase. That's why so he, he got the suitcase. Stuff all of the meat he possibly can into the suitcase. What he couldn't fit, tossed into a nearby dumpster, okay? And then he headed off again, suitcase in tow. But he only managed to make it to a nearby bus stop with his stolen goods before police stopped him. This man, this was his 70th arrest. For stealing meat? No, not stealing meat, just in general. I was going to say, this guy's got a problem. Well, if it was in general, that's just normal, Danielle. I mean, come on. Oh, you know. Yeah, sure. Totally. (laughs) And he admitted, he's like, you know what? This is not the first time that I've stolen meat this way. You caught me. But even more alarming, what has traumatized me for the rest of eternity is that when asked what he did with this meat, he typically sold it to local restaurants who bought it for the tagged price. And then they served the suitcase meat to their customers. Why? I'm scared. Why? How does that happen? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I'm only eating at my house from here on out. Wow. Wow. That's insane. I'm glad I don't eat meat. (laughs) I'm I'm considering being right along with you. Now, needless to say, he was arrested for theft and unfortunately refused to hand over the list of restaurants that he served. So all those suitcase meat sellers are just willy-nilly out there. That's not this good. This is see, and it's like the whole pistachio thing. Like, yeah, that is so gross, John. Yeah. What if I've eaten Walmart suitcase meat and I don't know it? You might have, Danielle. You <laughs> might have. It's like on my freaking Jimmy John sub. Let me just say, I'm so dis- disturbed and upset. Lorden Ramsey's <laughs> spicy nuts made with 100% unstolen <laughs> products. That's good. That's how I'm going to market. Don't you think people would buy that? Wait, <laughs> maybe unstolen, unstolen products. Oh, perfect. Okay. It's going to be like the new organic. Now people are going to be yeah. looking for like unstolen. I didn't steal the nuts. I didn't steal the Tabasco. I didn't steal the high quality sea salt. Are your taste buds no. already? Like I'm already, I'm going to open I... this bag soon if I'm not careful. Are you Look, excited, Daniel? You're going to get to try I'm my spicy nuts. Thrilled. I'm honestly so excited. Bet you can't eat But I'm one. also equally as disturbed that this happens and yeah. like it led me down this rabbit hole of heist and then like reselling these things and people buy like oh my gosh they'll steal whole tractor trailers filled with cheese and just let the hot cheese sit and then there was one case where like the entire thing went on the shelves at a food line and oh. i'm so i'm in so just such a state of distress over this yeah yeah, that's not good. I'm not pleased. Well, Danielle, for our final story here, it just goes to prove that not just food, 
even decorative foods aren't safe and can be part of a heist. (laughs) Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, 2014. Matt Kraft owned his own location of an Italian restaurant franchise chain called East Side Mario's. He heard that a neighboring location was going out of business, and he went there and moved two giant decorative tomatoes from the closing location over to his, so he could put them out on the grass right in front of his restaurant. People driving by, hey, those are two big tomatoes. Maybe <laughs> I should have some good Italian food. It's Right? <laughs> what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. They looked great in front of his restaurant until 2016. He came into work one day and realized that someone had stolen little brother. <gasps> That's what he called the smaller of the two. Okay. He, yeah. That smaller one was about five feet wide. <laughs> so Matt springs into action. He goes to the press telling his story to anyone that'll listen and offering a free four meal dinner at the restaurant for anyone that can find little brother. Little brother. That's a good deal. Yeah. So people are sending him pictures of tomatoes that they're seeing at other (laughs) restaurants. He's like, no, 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 that's not little brother. (laughs) Weeks turned into months, months turned into years. Matt had given up hope when in 2020, he got a phone call. A woman was running in a nearby park and she noticed something in the brush. It was bright. It was red and it was big. Matt knew it was the call that he had been waiting for. He dashed out to the location, and after all those years, there was little brother. (laughs) He was interviewed by a CBC radio show where he told the host, I know my tomato, Carol. It was my tomato. It was loved by many, and there are a lot of people who are rejoicing this week. He also told the show his theories, including that (laughs) Little Brother was hauled off in a truck and that his work of spreading press and awareness around it likely helped bring Little Brother home. Quote, I can only imagine when they saw it on TV and radio and stuff and they were like, oh, no, we've got this (laughs) hot tomato. What are we going to do with it? (laughs) He also thinks. Yeah. He also thinks he'll never have to worry about this again. Quote, I think that criminals across the land have learned that, you know what? We don't mess with that tomato. You sure don't. He also owns the, or he owes the uh, local runner Uh, a free four-person Italian dinner, which he said he was going to cash in on. He was going to let them come and eat for free. And that's pretty good. He was even going to toss in some free wine. Wow. Yeah. Free wine that he bought off the back of a truck. Some guy drove up in the back and said, this is high quality wine. Just uh, fill oh up your tub. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This. Little brother. <laughs> no, my tomato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Danielle, who's going to win this month? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm kind of bummed. I should have I, I should have probably just done Little Brother as the whole story. That was it was pretty good. Yeah, it's no, just there's not a lot really, of detail. Oh, on well, it's okay because I was like I desperately wanted to do the voodoo donut story. <laughs> I was like, how on earth can I make this work? And it just it wasn't gonna work. Yeah. I was devastated over it for like a few days. 
<laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I really, really like your story because it is a heist of huge magnitude of just a bunch of freaking nuts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got a filmmaker, a scumbag filmmaker that's taking his, yeah. his girlfriend. He can't afford. He's out doing like little mini heists over and over again at Michelin star restaurants. Yeah. I don't know. Got I a think, foie gras problem. I think it's going to be a tough, a tough vote. And for everyone out there listening, this is your last chance to vote unless you happen to be one of the select yeah. few that are part of the final jur- jury that are joining us at CrimeCon Orlando. So be sure to vote. Oh my gosh. Now you guys. Who told the best food high story? Little brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> little brother did right. and i'm just saying vote for me because i can already tell you right now john is already going to bribe people to stare me directly in my eyes next month and make me panic i'm not <laughs> going to be bribing anyone danielle more yes more yes he absolutely is so uh remember you can vote at our twitter x whatever x formerly known as twitter give it up mm-hmm. it's twitter at crime mm-hmm. after pod for the first seven days after this episode drops or you can also head over to www.crimeaftercrimepodcast.com and vote there. We have a link in the description box down below if you're watching on YouTube, and you can still click the little I up in the corner to vote as well. That's right. At crimeaftercrimepodcast.com, you can find all the links you'll ever need, including a few very important ones, mm-hmm. where to find more content created by the amazing Danielle Hallen and myself. You're going to need that when this show ends. I know you are. I'm so sad. I hate talking about it. I know. I know. And a huge, huge thank you, as always, to our patrons. You guys, it has been so much fun. That has been one of like the biggest highlights of this podcast is kind of getting to just hang out with a bunch of you guys that support us here and on our personal channel. So we really, really do appreciate you guys. Definitely. Definitely. Don't miss the final episode, Florida Person Live. Well, not quite live. It'll be live in front of a studio audience. Live-ish. Yeah, recorded in Orlando, Florida at mm-hmm. CrimeCon 2023. Produced and hosted by Danielle Hallen and the wonderful John Lorden. Nice delivery. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate or review us on whichever platform you found us on. We still like the ratings. Get it oh, yeah. while you can. Yeah, exactly. Have a great month, you guys, and we will see you again on October 1st for the most bittersweet but fantastic finale blowout. You won't want to miss it. See you again here on Crime After Crime.